The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Mind Body Pause with Charlie Kale. Holistic living for you and your animals. You found your happy place to nurture your connection to animals with enlightening information from the innovators who make their world a better place. This is Mind Body Pause on Empower Radio. Now, here's your host, fellow animal lover, Charlie Kale. Hi there, and welcome to Mind Body Pause, holistic living for you and your animals. This is show number 39. Deep dive into past shows, round five, with highlights from past guests. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Charlie Kale, a passionate dog and cat mom, broadcaster, and Reiki master and practitioner in San Francisco at Energy Healing for People and Paws. I do Reiki for animals and people, in person and distant healings on the phone or Skype because energy transcends space and time. It's all on my website, charliekale.com, C-H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. This is your safe place to honor animals, where we'll nurture our connection to them mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and metaphysically. Because so much great information comes from each amazing guest. I like to do wrap-up shows every so often that highlight some of the wonderful points that came out. Sometimes something clicks better when you hear it in, in a different way. And I As I go through this wealth of information, I can assure you it is filled with so much love and it's covered in fur. This is the fifth roundup, recapping shows 17 through 21 with an author who inspires youth to be animal advocates, a dog who's a social media influencer, a pet psychic helping us deal with the grief of losing an animal, and a backyard chicken rescuer. Let's start with show number 17. Inspiring Animal Advocacy in Young Adults with Christopher Locke, author of the Enlightenment Adventure series, including Persimmon Takes on Humanity and Vincent and the Dissidents. The first book teases, what would you do if you saw someone committing unimaginable acts of cruelty? Turn the other way or defend those in need, no matter what. That's the dilemma thrust upon the character of Persimmon, who's a lively, innocent, compassionate raccoon who goes on adventures with her forest friends and soon discovers the atrocities of the world around her. The book takes on factory farming, including the veal industry, the fur trade, and abuse in circuses. Christopher's second book, Vincent and the Dissidents, follows the character Vincent the Mink, who was one of Persimmon's friends from book one. Vincent was so appalled by what he witnessed in the world, such as dog fighting ring with pit bulls and chickens raised in a really cruel manner for food. He couldn't let go of his anger, which turned to hatred and use of violence. So here, Christopher even tackled the subject of the division of activism, which is very timely in this day and age. I found that I related most to Persimmon the raccoon because I personally support a more peaceful approach where you educate and enlighten others. But there's also the very real activist faction where they use violence. And some use it as at all costs. It shows how you can be in total agreement about an issue, yet complete disagreement in what you do about it. And then those who work together start fighting against each other. 
Christopher is an excellent writer and the characters are well-developed and engaging, but the horrors they witness are real. I asked him how he was able to steel himself inside to be able to dive into the horrific details and research it and then write about it. He said he wrote while watching the awful videos to remember he was doing this for the animals. And while I cried reading it, he said he did cry sometimes writing it. And he makes sure he balances it out to have levity and fun adventures in between. And the books are very entertaining. He's working on the third book in the trilogy right now, where Vincent is so disgusted with humans, Persimmon has to know has to now go rescue animals and humans are in danger, who are in danger of Vincent's wrath and desire for revenge. Now, when I mentioned to Christopher that the ideal scenario would be for there to be no more cruel practices to write about after this series, he said he was thrilled that after he covered circuses in book one, some cities started outlawing circuses who used live animals, especially elephants, causing many circuses to stop using elephants. His final thought was for people to consider starting to cut meat out of their diet one animal at a time and try out being a vegetarian or a vegan. He asked that people consider that for a few minutes of pleasure while eating, that animal spent a lifetime of torture. Christopher's books in the Enlightenment series are on Amazon, all the booksellers, and at ChristopherLock.com, and that's Christopher, L-O-C-K-E.com. Show number 18, Life Lessons from One Up Max, the canine social media influencer with Lisa Shaver. Lisa is the author of the children's book, Adventures of One Up Max, Runic and the Crystal Cave. And it's based on her real life dog, One Up Max, who is a precious little terrier with one ear up and one ear down. Lisa and her husband rescued him when some people were moving out of a house they were renting from her and they left him behind, which is a horrible way to treat an animal. As I think anyone listening to this podcast already agrees. But Max got the last laugh because he is now famous on social media with tens upon tens of thousands of followers. The book is adorable and a really fun story. It's geared toward children ages 7 through 11, but even older children or adults will enjoy reading it and especially reading it to their younger brothers or sisters or anyone they want to mentor. I noticed in the book there's a scene when Max was crying and he was trying to stop and he said to himself, big dogs don't cry. I immediately thought to myself, oh, this would be such a good opportunity to say, hey, it's okay for boys to cry. And sure enough, Runic, the young dragon, comes over to Max and says that his big daddy dragon told him it's okay for boys to cry. I told Lisa I appreciated that message, and she said she did not set out to put lessons in the book. Kids are like, oh, no, let me just enjoy it without having to learn something. But she ended up having some in there anyway without meaning to. Some lessons that do come through are friendship, determination, perseverance, setting goals, the importance of teamwork, and taking small steps leads to bigger steps, which leads to making your dream happen. Lisa's experience as an Olympic athlete comes through in many of the lessons. One Up Max, the real dog, is a big-time social media influencer with over 50,000 followers on Instagram and over 80,000 on Facebook. And yes, that leads to some nice perks with doggy products and services and even a little cash so Max can flash that bling. We talked about how each of us had our dogs sprayed by skunks. A few years ago, my German shepherd started barking at the bushes at 3 a.m. So when I ran outside to quiet her down, I ran right into the 
skunk spray that she had just instigated. And this was right before I had to go in and do a morning radio show when I was at a station in San Francisco. And my poor partner had to suffer smelling me all morning long. The next morning, my German Shepherd was having elbow dysplasia surgery. And even though I had tried to bathe her, the smell was so strong that everyone in surgery had to wear face masks with filters. Lisa mentioned a product that worked really well for her called Biocide Systems. You spray it on right away after a skunk attack and it neutralizes the smell. But watch out that you don't overspray it because it can actually bleach out the color of your dog's fur like it did with Max. He's a little bit blonder now than he used to be. The reason skunk smell is so hard to get rid of is because the oils from the skunk's spray lift off and actually attach themselves to other things. So when your dog rubs himself or herself on you, on the couch, on the bed, on the car seat, those oils from the skunk transfer onto this new item, giving that the intense odor as if it had just been sprayed. Lisa's last bit of advice for everyone is to follow your dreams. Take that first step that will lead to bigger ones, then bigger ones. And before you know it, you've accomplished your goals. But no matter what, take that first step. Lisa is working on Max's second adventure, Max and the Underwater Portal. And I can't wait for it to come out. Find the adventures of 1UP Max, Runic and the Crystal Cave at 1UPMax.com. Show number 19. Navigating the Rainbow Bridge with Marla Steele, the pet psychic. This was an incredibly hard show to do, and my emotions were still raw after losing my handsome Tonkinese cat, Marco. Marco the man cat was a legend in his own right. He correctly predicted eight Super Bowls in a row, the winners of eight Super Bowls in a row. I would hold out two potato chips, one for each team in the game. I would tell him which chip was which team and ask him who would win, and he would grab a chip and eat it. Yeah, Marco is a salt freak, and he loved potato chips and french fries and popcorn. But no, I did not normally feed him that. I know how bad sodium is for cats. It's really, really bad for hypertension, high blood pressure. So we only did this once a year. And I'm telling you, whichever Mar chip Marco chose, that team won eight years in a row. He was amazing. Some of Marco's videos are up on YouTube with his winning picks. It's Marco the Man Cat if you want to Google him. When Marla agreed to be on the show, I had no way of knowing it was going to be the first show I did after Marco had died. I mean, a pet psychic? I could not have known when I scheduled her, but he somehow orchestrated it that way so that he could get some amazing messages through to me, and Marco sure did. Letting our animals go is a really hard one, and when it's getting near the end, it is so important to have that conversation with them, to let them know it's okay for them to go when they feel it's time. Tell, that, tell them how much you love them. And while you want them to be with you, if they are in pain or discomfort, they need to leave. And it's okay if they need to go. They can go when they need to. By having that talk with them, sometimes they do leave soon after. But sometimes just knowing it's okay, it gives them a little bit of a recharge to hang on a little bit longer. And that's what both of my cats, Marco and Kashi, did when I had my talk with each of them before they died. After our pets leave us, their energy is still around us. The relationship takes on a new form. There is now a physical void in our everyday world, and it's the little things that get us, the change in the daily routine. But you can sense the new energetic relationship in many different ways. Marla said, look for things like an overwhelming energetic tingling you feel throughout your body as they come into your mind, or 
seeing little depressions on the bed, the cover of the bed, like little paw prints, or the depression of a little body curled up sleeping. Or there's that feeling of a pressure on you in a way that they used to lie against you. And then there's seeing something dart across the room with your peripheral vision. They also do things like flicker the lights, get garage doors to go up and down. They knock things off shelves. So they are still interacting with us, but it's in a very different way. And you want to be aware to see the signs and not be so mired in your grief that you don't feel them around you energetically. As painful as it is that the physical relationship is over, now there's a whole new realm to experience their involvement and their interaction with us. It is not the end. It's just a new way to explore the relationship. One of the things animals want us to know is that generally they're fine with how they had to go. It's just a blip on their lifetime. And the important part to them was the journey that you had together, all the things you learned and did together, not how they died. No guilt about what you did, didn't do, or didn't know to do to save them. It's all about what you learned from each other. Also, animals don't want us to worry whether it's too soon or not to get another pet. They know they're irreplaceable in our hearts. So when is it time to have a new animal come into your life? When you're ready. Whenever that is, you'll feel it. And whenever that is, it's fine with them. And not only are they very supportive of you getting another animal, often they'll help you train that new pet and help them adjust to their new life with you. One thing that helps during grief are certain flower essence remedies. They're wonderful to help lift a mood. You can put them under your tongue in your water. And for the surviving animals, since they're grieving too, put it in their water, on their paw pads, on their ear tips. It helps take some off the edge too, off the edge of the grief. Also, be on the lookout for our animals reincarnating and coming back to us, but not necessarily in the same breed. We can't get stuck on how they'll come back, but we have to be open to whatever form they'll take. And we know that that is the animal for us, whether we know for sure which one is coming back. One of the common questions I get is that someone just doesn't know if they did the right thing by helping their animal move on. Did I do it too soon? Did I wait too long? Trust your gut. You will know. You can ask them to tell you and they'll give you a sign. But if you look deep into their eyes and ask yourself, is this really my animal right now? Are they being themselves? You'll see the answer in their eyes. You'll notice a shift. Something shifts and you feel it in your gut and your intuition. And again, be aware that once they know it's okay to go, they get a spike in their energy as they're saying goodbye to everything in their physical life and preparing to cross over. We see that renewed energy and think, oh no, it's not time yet. They're getting better, but they're not. Remember, they don't experience pain in this new energetic state and they don't want us remembering them in their final physical state, in a body that was full of ailments and illnesses. Once they get to the other side, their souls are in perfect health and they get to experience all their favorite things again. So when we think of them, they want us to remember them in their healthiest state, doing the things they loved. Marla's final thought was that everyone has the power to connect with their animal's energy and experience their presence again after they've crossed over. Everyone. Find out more about pet psychic Marla Steele and the readings and energy healings she has to offer at MarlaSteele.com. That's Marla, S-T-E-E-L-E.com. 
Show number 20 was Advice Roundup from my guests, part two. So it was a really great recap show that I won't recap again, but it covered some great tips on things like being able to connect to a fearful animal who has been traumatized with the trust process. And that trust process consisted of peace, pace and patience, and persistence and perseverance. And there was also processing the loss of animal life in disasters by knowing that many times the soul leaves the body early before the extreme physical suffering begins. Also that healing ourselves heals our animals. And then there were tips on improving behavior in your animal through verbal and mental communication. Basically say it, visualize it, and keep it positive. So that was all in show number 20. And that was part two of an advice roundup. Show number 21, what you never knew about chickens from the chicken rescuer, Lori Woods. So there are two types of people who want to raise backyard chickens, those who want to use them for the eggs and those who want them as pets. Now, hopefully most of them are one and the same because if you have a heart, chances are you will fall in love with their adorable personalities. So you'll treat them as a loving pet when you also gather and eat their eggs. Chickens are very intelligent birds. They can learn and they can be trained. They can recognize patients or faces and they actually have patience. Chickens will wait for something to get better or wait for something better that you promise. There's a woman who runs a chicken sanctuary who actually taught her chicken card games and she taught them xylophone games and they always blow people's minds. So the rules for having backyard chickens are different for every city and every county. In San Francisco, for instance, you cannot have more than four chickens and they can't be within 20 feet of your neighbor's window or door. You cannot have roosters. Uh, they are noisy, as you can imagine. And that's what causes the problems with chickens needing rescuing. To have, to have eggs, you only need hens. You don't need the roosters. So everyone wants to get rid of the roosters. And many times, another thing that happens is people order their chicks from a hatchery and they, they'll order their four chicks, which is their limit. And then a rooster chick gets thrown into the chicks by mistake and they don't know it. And the chickens start to grow and then they don't find out it's a rooster till it's a, it's a young chicken. And that's how they find out. The other reason chicken needs rescuing, chickens need rescuing is because as hens age, their egg production slows and people don't want a chicken who doesn't produce eggs. Sometimes they take them to the shelters. Sometimes they just dump them. And sometimes the chicken literally flies the coop and gets out and is lost because they can fly. So you may see a chicken wandering around your neighborhood. Somebody has a backyard chicken coop and they actually flew out of it. Lifespans for chickens depend upon the breed. The industrial hens used on the farms live shorter lives because they're bred to lay many, many more eggs than their little bodies can handle. They often get some kind of reproductive illness, but the fancy breeds and heritage breeds don't lay quite as many. And although they still lay more eggs than a chicken in the wild, still they can live for a long time. And so you have to be in it for the long haul. You have to commit to keeping a chicken for life for their life. If you want chickens, you need to create a safe environment for them that is predator-proof, something that raccoons and coyotes can't get into, and be willing to give them veterinary care when they're sick because there are quite a few different conditions a chicken may get from continually laying those eggs, and they're painful for the chicken, and some are very lethal for the chicken. There are so many different kinds of breeds out there. There are egg-laying chickens, 
meat-producing chickens, show chickens, and they are not all one and the same. If you do want backyard chickens and are willing to give them long, happy lives, you don't have to order them from a hatchery and then find out that several months later you got a rooster in with your hens. There are actually places you can adopt chickens who still produce eggs, like animalplace.org. Also, check all the animal shelters near you because they often have chickens up for adoption. Plus, you can find people personally trying to get rid of them on places like nextdoor.com or, I hesitate to say this, even Craigslist, but be careful with Craigslist. You do not know what you're getting into there. And if you're getting rid of a chicken or any animal, do not give it away or sell it on Craigslist. There are horrible stories about what have happened from people who do accept animals on Craigslist. Websites to check out to adopt a chicken are animalplace.org. That's your first go-to. Then adoptabirdnetwork.com, adoptapet.com, and petfinder.com. They all at many times have had chickens who still lay eggs up for adoption. Find out more about Lori Woods and her chicken rescue at loriwoods.com, L-O-R-I-W-O-O-D-S.com. And then again, that sanctuary that adopts out egg-laying chickens is animalplace.org. So as we were getting ready for this roundup show, my producer, Remy Smith, and I were talking about pursuing our passions and how we want to use our talents to hopefully make the world a better place even though it's not turning around and making money for us, weren't we, Remy? <laughs> so he, one of the things I do is this show, which is a true labor of love, and it isn't just a quick slapdash, put it together. I really put a lot of time and effort into it. But another thing that I was telling Remy about is I'll be on Facebook and I'll see animals up for adoption. I cannot adopt anymore personally in my own home as long as I'd love to, but I will adopt that animal energetically to give them Reiki. So I will choose them and give them distant Reiki to help calm them down, increase their confidence, help put them at ease so that they will be more likely to be adopted. And I don't go telling anybody I do this. I just do this on my own and I'll find the animal and I'll do it for five days in a row and I'll check and see on the animal's adoption progress. Um, I, lo- I, I, I noticed that the animals do get adopted and I'm not saying it's because of me, but I, I hope I help with that animal feel better. Now, Remy, you were talking about a passion, a talent you have. It's also a passion and it's something you'd like to offer. Can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am starting a pet photography business because I'm also a photographer as well as a podcast producer. (laughs) Um, And what I want to do to get my portfolio started and get a whole bunch of great pictures is to start going to local animal shelters around me and offering my services for free. Take some pictures of some animals that need to be adopted and hopefully spread the word and somebody will see a handsome or a sweet little face and run out and adopt them. So any way we can help, um, there's things that we can do. You know, you just got to get a little creative about thinking about how to help out. And that's a beautiful thing. 
because the right picture makes all the difference in the world whether that animal gets adopted. I think it really does. Uh, how many times do you see, you know, on Facebook posts and stuff like that, or, or the news will often bring on uh, animals that need to be adopted and people see it and the, the, it just goes crazy and everybody wants to adopt that animal and, and stuff like that. I wish I had, you know, just millions of dollars that I could go and pay all the adoption fees and then everybody could get them for free and stuff like that. I think that would be a fun idea too. Um, but After a healthy screening. <laughs> only good that. Only good time. Right. Only good time. A really but... good screening because you've got, uh, I've, I've been to adoptions where the, they, they're doing a free adoption yeah. because it's a lovely, lovely thing. And um, there are actually people who come up and say, where are the free ones? Right. And yeah. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's they're... tough because there's a lot of people out there that don't have great intentions. They don't have good hearts and stuff like that. And and you got to be careful that you're not letting them go to, to bad people that aren't going to take good care of them. Right. And you want them to be a connect and a right fit. It can yes. be an awesome person with a loving heart. But it, if you know that's not going to be a right fit, they live in a tiny apartment and uh, they want, uh, you know, a, a, a Weimaraner puppy you know, <laughs> or a Dalmatian puppy. You know, they need lots of outdoor time. They need lo- they're very active. They're loud. <laughs> they can bark a lot. So, you know, even though it, it can be someone with a huge loving heart who adores animals and would do the best they can, it's just not the right fit. There's a lot of research that I think goes into it that people kind of take for granted and, and don't always do. And so hopefully we're helping to spread that word too. Um, you know, I don't own any pets right now. I don't have any fur babies of my own right now because I know that I just don't, I couldn't give them the, the proper home, the proper care that they need and stuff. It's not fair to the animal. Um, hopefully someday that'll because change you're, and I'll have a big backyard and I can, responsible. but yeah, you have to be a responsible pet owner. It's the only way to do it. I think. Yeah, you're a responsible animal lover. So, yeah, you're you're doing it right. And that's why I, I can't take on any more animals right now either. So I just try to do it energetically and help them the way I can. Send them love um, and then healing energy and help that make a difference in their life. And you know what? Even if they don't get adopted, it just helps calm them down and helps make their transition to the other side calmer and better as well. And that's a beautiful thing, too. Thank you for what you do, Charlie. Yes. I love yeah. it. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me on Mind Body Pause, holistic living for you and your animals. I'm Charlie Kale. Check out my Reiki business, Energy Healing for People and Pause, for in person or for distant healing sessions, people and animals at charliekale.com. And you can find the past shows on there. You can also find past shows on my page at Empower Radio. Please connect with me on social media. And if any of this advice or information from these guests piques your interest, you can go back and listen to their original interview on my Charlie Kale page on Empower Radio. You can also click on a show to find all the contact information on each guest, their bio, their website, their social media. The easiest way to find a show is to download the Empower mobile app for your phone, then go to the podcast link and look for Mind Body Pause. The show is also on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeart, Apple iTunes, and Google podcast apps. Special thanks to Brent Carey, CEO of Empower Radio, and Remy Smith at the controls back of the studio in Detroit for their love and support. Take care and remember that no matter what's going on with your animals, don't beat yourself up thinking you could have done better because you're doing the best you can. They know it. They chose you anyway, and they love you for it. Mind Body Pause is a guilt-free zone. See you next time. Do 
you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.